What's going on? KP here. We're back with another episode of the KP Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, this is the podcast where uh, maybe you will learn about one of your favorite bands or get to know a band you never heard of before. I'm very happy with the band I have on today. I got two members of this band. They just dropped a new album. It sounds fantastic. I, I it, They came back out of nowhere. Uh, please welcome Logan and Jake from the band Reflections. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Thanks for having yeah. us. No problem yeah, at all. thank you. No, th- thank you guys for being on here. So uh, I'm going to fan out a little bit. This new album sounds amazing. Um, I'm friends with the producer that did it. And I, I was blown away that, one, he did it. Two, how great it sounds. Three... You guys are back. Um, so thank you for that album, and shout out to uh, Jeff Key for that production on that album. Yeah, Jeff really helped bring that all up to the next level. Um, so Reflections is back 2020. Uh, who all is in Reflections, and where are you guys from? Um, well, there's still the uh, three like core members that have been with the band since the beginning, which is myself. Uh, Patrick and Francis. We all kind of are from the metro Minneapolis Twin Cities area. Um, and then our drummer Nick is out in New York. Um, he's pretty much been with the band roughly the entire time as well. We like to think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And then just recently, um, I started talking with Logan and he can kind of give you some details on his whereabouts. Yeah, uh, yeah, I live please. in Lafayette, Louisiana. So I'm pretty uh, pretty out there from the rest of the guys. <laughs> I'd say so. I mean, for the core members of the band, when and how did the band really begin? Funny enough, I when I was in high school, I was in another band um, just with a couple other people from my area. And we were kind of discovering YouTube at this time. And at that time, there weren't as many videos on YouTube. So we were like looking up guitars of people that were just like shredding. And we were kind of trying to localize it. And we found this video of Patty just like uh, sweet picking and just wailing on his guitar. And I was like, man, who is that kid? And then throughout the next couple of weeks, I was sitting in my English class and I realized that he was in my class. No and way. Yeah, and it took us. A, it took me a while till I finally went over to him and I was like, "Hey, do you play guitar?" And he was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Do you have a video on YouTube?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dude, I, I've been watching you play guitar. Like, you, we need we need to jam or something." And uh, he and I started jamming and really kind of found this different musical taste that we both wanted to shoot for. That really, um, the band that we were both playing for at that time was kind of out back and a little more of like, you know, we wanted to really try some new things. And that's kind of what led us to asking Francis if he wanted to play bass. And then we kind of started writing our first record um, in his apartment. <laughs> wow. And you guys have come a long way since then. I mean, what, what year did that album come out, that first one? 2012. And as you 
move on with your musical career um, and you hear old songs, how do you feel about them now? You know, there's always like, it's weird because you get that sense of nostalgia with things. Right. Um, and you always, you know, when you hear things, you're in hindsight, you're like, I wish that would have been different. Could have taken a little more time here. Um, but I do think that's something we've been talking about and that um, we'd really like to do just because of how old that album is and the very primitive way that we did record it. Um, it would be nice to revisit it and restructure it and just kind of build it back up in a new way. But, you know, some songs you're you're very like, how did that one even get on there, you know? <laughs> right now... Is this the first time you're talking about this, this restructuring of this first album? It's been kind of talked about a little bit, but we've never really, like, um, guaranteed it or anything. It's it's always just a thing that we're, we've talked about and very much so wanted to do just to kind of uh, really shine it in the light that we feel like it, okay. it could have been, you know? Yeah, okay. So I'm asking next. I'm on the edge of my seat going, are they going to re-record this album? What's going on right now? Um, so, we, we would have to. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an ear out for that, see if uh, maybe that happens. Um, so, Logan, how did you become part of this band? Uh, so I guess a little bit of a, a backstory to bring uh, Jeff into context with this whole mix, too, is um, I was living in New Hampshire for a while, and that's how I met Jeff and how he came to, you know, uh, work on the album because he's done other work for me before and he's always been like a really good friend of mine um, but I was living there for a while and then I think it was summer of 2018 I moved to uh, Arizona and I started playing in this band called Mother Sound which is very like uh, Silent Planet Invent Animate-esque sound which is very specific like uh melodic metalcore sound um and my roots have always been in like heavier stuff like i really really love that sound and i love playing it but i also was like i had a void in me for you know putting out music that was heavier because that's that's you know when i picked up guitar to play in a band my first guitar that i played like guitar in a band was an eight string so i've always just loved <laughs> like really heavy music it's always been like my root as a guitar player um so i want i wanted to do something else you know and at the time i was getting into like this really like vague subgenre called fall and i made a solo project so i could you know get my ideas out and have a little bit of fun and uh the solo project called dow av which i, I still do stuff with but, um, you know, I put out like a four song EP last April, actually. And I was just, you know, I was just putting out videos, having fun with it. And then uh, last summer, I moved to Lafayette and, you know, things with uh, Mother Sound were kind of trickling out. People were wanting to go their different ways. So I was going to spend more time on my solo project and kind of just focus on that. Uh, and like two weeks after moving to Lafayette, I'm just like kind of settling in, chilling out. And then I get this like Facebook message from Jake and he reached out and he was like, Hey, like I saw like 
your solo project and like i was been watching your videos for a little while and like i really like the the music that you've been writing and you know uh i'm in reflections if you don't know what like that band so i was <laughs> like uh yeah <laughs> and uh yeah he was like I, you know i just really like the music you're writing and we've been looking to maybe add in another guitar player because we haven't had one a second guitar player for a while and uh you know maybe come join in and you know help with this album so that's kind of how it happened that's awesome i love hearing um how how things happen stories uh especially i mean we we kicked it off great with uh meeting the guitar player in your english class so i'm already i'm already in a fantastic mood with that um so i do want to go back uh fans will remember uh reflections dropping the 2015 album the color clear um, I remember scrolling through Facebook, uh, discovering you guys, and I remember when that album did come out. Not very long after that, the band decided to um, disband. Well, any reasons for the breakup at that time? Any ideas? Anything you can share? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of really specific things that led to that. Um Without going into like too much detail about certain things, yeah, I will yeah. just say that there was um, some really, really bad family illness that uh, we needed to make sure that some of us were home for. And uh, dealing just with the aftermath of that was something that we knew that it wasn't going to be something that you just go home, you know, deal with it and move on, that it was going to be something that um, would take a while. Um, and you know, when you're on the road and you're seeing your family, just like go through these things, you know, it's like, you just realize that there's way more important things to be doing and that, you know, you can't see your brothers like that, you know, with, with just this unbelievable weight on their mind. So a combination of, um, things at home with family and health and, uh, we honestly uh, felt like we were not getting taken care of by our management and our label as, in a way that we had hoped for. Because, um, you know, we have our fans that were, like, giving us this really great response to the music. And, you know, everything was great to us. But then our label was just like, oh, this isn't the direction we thought you guys were going to go. So they just kind of, like, stopped working for us. And uh, it just it just made us very jaded about the whole thing, and that on top of just underlying issues, and uh, we just had to we just had to call it for a while. We really wanted to uh, get off the label, and that turned into a few year process for me um, over the course of that hiatus. That was like pretty much my goal the entire time was to. Uh, get the band off of our contract because they kept wanting us to do another album. And I was telling them, we're not going to do another album for the label if we're not going to tour, because what's the point in that? You know, we're not going to have that opportunity to tour and sell merch when our members are at, are at home dealing with, you know, with, with this grief and everything, you know? Right. Um, and they, they were really, you know, like, what's the rush, this, this, and that. I'm like, well, I don't think you understand that this is more than just a band. This is like our creative outlet. This is how we 
this is our therapy, you know, and you're taking that away from us because how am I supposed to sit here and actually work on something and invest all my time and energy into it when I know that potentially at the end of the day, I have to just give it to you, you know, like, and then finally after myself and our, uh, he wasn't exactly our manager at the time because we actually let go of everyone that we were working with. Um, but he was like an old band friend. He was like our the band's very first manager that really got us some of our first tours and helped us out with that stuff. Um, he was also contacting them, and then we finally um, got the release letter from them. So that was nice. And then we, you know, myself really, really started working on the new record. Uh, was very inspired by that freedom. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of a where the band kind of uh, decided to step back and what kind of happened with all that. Right. I was a little curious about what happened. Um, I mean, I didn't know any of you guys personally at the time, so uh, I I'm, I feel bad for everything that went down, but um, I'm glad you guys are back on your feet now. Um, right now I'm talking to Reflections. Uh, we got the vocalist and the guitarist Logan and Jake with me. Uh, five years later, after the breakup, uh, you guys were back with a new lineup. What started or what sparked the initial conversation to get the band back together? It was kind of, you know, it, it, it wasn't like one conversation. It was uh, basically when, when the band stopped, Francis, our bassist, was at a point where he thought he was done with the band entirely. Um, our drummer, Nick, was dealing with all of the things at home. Um, so that was kind of an indefinite thing from him. I had no idea if he was going to want to come back to the band. Um, and then our guitarist, Patty, um, he and I were kind of working on the music, but then he just um, was dealing with a lot of his own things. So it, it very much so kind of, for many years, um, was something that I was really tr- trying to work on. And that's when it got to that where I asked Logan, I was like, Hey, you know, I can only do so much here. I'm not, I'm not really a guitarist. And I had kind of asked him to help me re retract some of the guitars, reshape some of the parts, bring some parts in where things felt a little light. And he actually brought two entire songs into the record. And, um, when, when that was all really constructed and, you know, we, we kind of redid like the years of work that I had been working on the record. We kind of came back at it. And then within maybe three months, we like redid the whole thing. And that's when I kind of showed it to everyone again. and was like, look at look like this is way different than anything that we've done. But like this, this can be what brings us all back together. You know, we can, we just doesn't have to be, the band on a label and stressing about your numbers and who are you making happy and who are you playing favors for? You know, we can just do this like we used to because we wanted to have fun together and do something that meant something to all of us. So That's very well put, very well said. Uh, so basically you guys, you had the layout for this new album for a while. New lineup happened and then... Uh, basically reshaped it and remade it to what it is today. Now, when and how did Jeff Key come into the play here? Why why go with him out of all the producers in the world? You know, Logan um, brought him up to me 
because initially when I had heard um, all of Logan's material, I was very, I, I loved the structure of it. And I also really liked the mix. And uh, when he let me know that, like, hey, that's my buddy Jeff, you know, let me contact him and see if, if he wants to do it. Um, I was absolutely all for that, just more so than anything because of how willing and how eager he was to work on it. And that was something we in the past have struggled with some producers because it's like our label would send us there and they may not even really our record, you know, or they may just be doing it for the paycheck. And it's like, Jeff just wanted to do it because he wanted to do it and he was excited about it. And that was new to me. And that was, you know, equally as exciting to me. So that's what really made me uh, feel confident about that. And it couldn't have turned out better. I agree completely. That's, that's an awesome, um, coming to be story there. And again, shout out to Jeff, uh, for one, making this interview happen Two, Big shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Two, uh, making that album sound amazing. Uh, Logan, I have a quick question for you. Uh, Jake mentioned that you brought a couple, uh, songs of your own to this new album. Um, what songs off this album really had your stamp on it? So, like, completely original songs, uh, Empathy and Seven Stages were, like, songs that I just had written. Um, like Jake said, too, there was uh, a lot of... Um, there's there's a couple songs that I didn't touch at all, and but there's a lot of, like, parts and, like, restructuring that I brought in. Uh, the song uh, Dismal was actually, like, just, yeah, just Jake's drums, and I wrote like all the guitars around like a song of just drums. Really? So that was like very interesting because I had never done anything like that previous to working with Reflections. My writing process is usually uh, writing everything kind of around guitar. So that was like a very uh, interesting way to write a song. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun with it. I mean, I thought it came out like pretty cool for. Uh, you know, I was nervous like going into it because it was something right. new, but it was it was a lot of fun. I think it came out really really cool for for like how how it was set up. It was it came out pretty cool. Right, a weird fun challenge for a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now there might be some guitarists out there, uh, myself included, that are interested. What kind of equipment are you using, Logan? Oh, uh, I'm really happily endorsed by Kiesel. Um, I've, I've been endorsed by a couple other companies before Kiesel Guitars. Um, my first endorsement was with a company called Dalbello. They're like a really small company based out of, uh, Ontario, Canada. And, uh, they're, they're like, they were like a startup that ended up not working out. So then after that, I, I went with, uh, Ibanez and, uh, I liked Ibanez at first, but, what sucked about Ibanez was they didn't care about me as like an artist. They didn't really support me. They basically were just like, Hey, we'll give you guitars for a discount. And like, that was it. I never like heard from them. There was <laughs> wow. never any like promotion, nothing. Actually, after I joined reflections, I went to, uh, I went to this year's NAM and I met up with, uh, my artist rep, his name's Brandon and I met Jeff there as well. And, you know, I just, I talked to them and they seemed like awesome people and they were like, yeah, let's, let's try to work something out. So 
Uh, I worked out a deal with them, and now I'm with Kiesel, and it's honestly really nice. It's like it's like being part of a family, you know. And that's what I look oh, for yeah. when when I'm trying to like you know be endorsed by a company. It's like I don't want to just be a part of this big corporate uh, you know company where I'm just some like cog in a machine. Right. I, I want to be a part of something that feels like a family to me. And like, we're all working towards something together. So that's something I love about Kiesel guitars. So <laughs> for guitars, I'm using Kiesel. Patty is as well. Um, for live equipment, I'm using a Helix, a Line 6 Helix. Uh, Patty is as well. And uh, I use a, a black orange 412. My, my live setup is really simple. You know, I just run the Helix through a uh, power amp into the cab and then we usually DI out for, um, you know, the audience uh, sound, DI out for that. And then the cab is really just for stage volume. And then uh, fun fact for people who don't know, uh, I'm also endorsed by Neural DSP and uh, their plug-in the uh the Fort Nameless plugin that they have is actually what we use to do all the guitars on the album. <laughs> so what's funny about this, um, I wanna say two or three days ago, and I messaged you about this too, um I I like I've just started figuring out how to record with this whole quarantine, sitting at home, not a whole lot going on. Uh so I got the STL tones from Will Putney. Sounds great. Um, but then I was scrolling through Instagram and someone had, um, that nameless, um, amp sim. And I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Let me see who all uses that. Lo and behold, here is your name popping up on the, um, on the website. And I said, well, all right, so it's gotta be good. And went from there and I do love how the amp sounds so, yeah, I do recommend this to anyone out there uh, that <laughs> might be into this. How How's everyone staying sane with the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, I think it's really cool. I know myself and I know Logan uh, also, we stay really busy with music projects. So, uh, you know, and I kind of manage a lot of stuff for the band now, too. Um, so I'm doing, like, a lot of merch designs. Um, having a bunch of fun trying to figure out tour reschedules because we had plans. For this. We had a really cool year kind of lined up here that got uh, put on hold. So counteracting that, um, working on, you know, our solo projects and taking time to work on new material. So cleaning. <laughs> cleaning, yeah. You got to get some cleaning in. But just staying creative, going outside. I go outside every single day. I'm working out every day. You know, you got to just keep your mind occupied and make sure that you're making yourself tired at the end of the day so you can go to sleep. What about you, Logan? What are you doing to stay sane? I've, I've been really busy, honestly. I uh, have been lucky enough to uh, keep my job. So Good. that's been really nice. So I can work from home. I work at home full time. Um, I am also going to school. I, just started my master's program for uh digital marketing so that's keeping me really busy <laughs> yeah <I'd say. laughs> uh, and then you know my free time is basically like like recently i've restarted watching the walking dead so i'll do that 
and uh you know i've been working on an album for my solo project uh dow av and uh, i've been writing some new songs for reflections too good i'm glad everyone's staying busy staying healthy all that stuff um anyone watching brooklyn 99 or is it just me i have not i've been on a breaking bad kick again i <laughs> see i haven't started that yet <laughs> it might be a good time to do that um oh it is yeah brooklyn 99 is one of the funniest shows i've ever watched um and i could talk about that uh, a whole episode but i'm not gonna because i have <laughs> other things to talk about um i no, a quick question because i thought about this the other day you guys dropped the album i don't want to say in the middle of this pandemic but uh, not at the beginning and we're not at the end yet um is it a good or bad time to drop an album? And I'm asking that question because video games are being delayed, movies are canceled or being delayed. I think about first week sales. I think about people with unemployment. I think about all these mm-hmm. things. From your perspective as a band that, one, dropped an album, two, a little bit bigger, three, has an idea of how music works, is it a good or bad time to drop an album Jake, I think I think it would be a a rough time to start an album like a campaign for your album. I think we got extremely lucky in our timing because, like you said, like this problem existed when things were starting for us. But we we got to really put our campaign out, and there wasn't a lot of media blocking it at the time. We actually had a couple other really awesome albums that were also coming out around that time. You know, so like invent and Polaris and you know so having some of those like other bands just helping create that environment for social media um that was really good and we saw very very good numbers for our first week and second week album sales um but you know i I don't know because it like you said right after our album kind of came out like i i had high hopes that maybe um, it wouldn't become something like this, you know? But seeing what it has become, I don't know if I would want to start an album campaign of ours for that matter right now. You know, maybe maybe a larger band could break through that because, I mean, no matter where you go on the internet, there's so much stuff getting posted all the time about this right now. But at the same time, you're not worried about your numbers as much and you know i have an album coming out in two days here for my project omaya and i'm not really worried about that i just want to put that out now so people have more music to listen to you know yeah so if if you're very concerned about your numbers could be good could be bad who knows that that just depends on your marketing really but if you just want to support your fans absolutely the right time you know Okay, I, I see that both ways. Uh, thank you for that answer because I'm I'm trying to gather information on this from smaller, larger record labels, everything, just different perspectives on this because no one really is used to this yet, and yeah. we really haven't <laughs> experienced anything like this before. Uh, so it's worth it's worth talking about. Um, right. So now we're gonna get into some fun stuff. What would your dream reflections tour be? Uh, we'll start with Jake, and then we'll go to Logan. And um, I would love to be on the road with Emir. Um, oh yeah, I love that band, 
and I also love Josh and I love Baby J. Um, and we toured we toured with them with uh, Glass Cloud, and that was probably like one of the most fun oh, tours we ever yeah. had. Yeah, that's awesome. So I feel like hitting it with Emir would be awesome. Um, I would love to be on the road with Spike. You know, I met them a few years ago, and seeing how they they have just absolutely launched and just taken off over these past few years has been so awesome. Um, man, I mean, it would be so sick to travel with Gojira. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? That would be that would be insane. Um, I don't know, or like if if we even got to play some shows with Meshuggah or something, that would just be bonkers to me. So that's awesome. What about you, Logan? Who are you going to tour with? Uh, I'd say Attack Attack got back together and we did the <laughs> Stick Listen, Stickly reunion tour. I would be the <laughs> totally first in line kidding. for that. I <laughs> so here's a quick story about Attack Attack. I was at um, there was a tour in 2012 called Scream It Like You Mean It. I don't know if you guys remember that tour or anything like it. Uh, bands like Woe Is Me, In Fear and Faith, Casia Strain was on there. Attack Attack, uh, we came as Romans. Attack Attack was at the, um, they were I think they were the headlining band. Um, this was at an outdoor venue and it was an all day thing. Stage split in half, um, and it it was an all day thing. I'm talking hours upon hours of music. And it was a good day until the thunderstorm, lightning storm came in. And we came as Romans, I think, just did their intro song and security and everyone rushed out. Rain is just pouring down, lightning, everything else. And they rushed the band off the stage and they put everyone, I, they, they were like, all right, the show's kind of done. And I don't really understand how this happened because there was an outdoor venue and you could walk inside and then there was the indoor venue. Everyone just filtered inside and everyone was just standing inside to just get out of the rain. But then this mob <laughs> mentality happened and everyone was just screaming like just do the show inside and they were like all the equipment's outside we can't just do it inside and uh, no one was understanding that and everyone was just chanting attack 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 at over and over and then Caleb Shomo comes out he, everyone just shuts up pure silence he comes out he's like hey I'm gonna go get a guitar I'm gonna play a few songs everyone's like yeah so he does that <laughs> He goes gets a couple, wow. he goes gets a guitar, plays a couple songs. He says, "All right, thanks." And then they broke up. So that was my attack attack story. Wow, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so to continue, what um, who else are you going to tour with? Attack attack. Uh, I think that that would be sick. But I was joking. <laughs> that's, that's probably never going to happen. Uh, I think my like a really cool lineup for me personally, this would also never happen. But for me uh, personally, I think like a headliner being like periphery would be sick. Oh yeah. With, uh, with era and humanity's last breath and like spirit box as an opener. That'd be like a really awesome tour for me. Yeah. It sounds like you got this kind of planned out. Something you've been thinking about for a while. Yeah. I wish that that would happen, (laughs) but (laughs) the likelihood is uh not in my favor i don't think (laughs) i will see so this next question i'm going to start with jake and then we'll go to logan uh what advice would you give to new or aspiring bands mistakes you've made things you wish you could i don't know go back and be like hey idiot 
uh, do this instead or anything <laughs> like that? Um, man, that's tough. Because you have to admit, you have to admit that it is a different music world now compared to oh, when yeah. it was. I mean, however I mean, long ago, we definitely say is that you know always try and keep up with the now because things change constantly and what you think might be the best strategy for you know your marketing or whatever might be completely outdated and you shouldn't try and think of what like other people are doing that's the best way try and think of that what the next step is going to be that everyone else is going to try and do um so just trying to think of new things and um you know just go with what you feel is like really right and uh take chances that's uh where some of the best things happen and don't be afraid of making mistakes very well said what about you logan any advice oh man i could make a an entire podcast out of this subject <laughs> um I'll, I'll try to i have a few points but i'll i'll make it as short as i can okay um one of the biggest mistakes I think I made was something that Jake said, where he brought up, like, you know, stay up to date with what's going on in the market. And, you know, I grew up in a time where uh, touring was everything. Like, if you wanted to make it as a band, you had to get out, like, an EP and then just tour. Tour everywhere you can, and that's how you made it. And, uh, you know, through the past, I'd say like four or five years, the industry has changed out of that mindset and into more of like a branding online market. Uh, so like, for example, uh, a band I was talking about earlier that I was in mother sound, one of the biggest issues with that band and why it fell apart was they had that mindset. Cause you know, they were all the same age as me and like older and they grew up with that mindset too that touring was how you made it and they didn't focus on branding anything they didn't focus on an online presence and now with music it's more of like uh you you get music out and you get a demand for live shows from the internet you put out music and and promote it and people listen to it and you grow your audience online first so that when you go tour, it's not, you know, you're like 500 miles from home playing in like this tiny like basement to like two kids, you know, you're right. you, you'll be successful. You won't be losing money, which is unfortunately something that I've learned the hard way, but you know, have adapted to over time and learning the lesson. But I think the other, another important thing is like to know your goals and to know the people in your band, their goals as well, because people do music for a lot of different reasons, mm -hmm. you know? So if your goals aren't lining up, obviously things are going to fall apart or you're going to have to kick them out or they're going to leave. Um, so a re really, really important thing is to know what your goal is and have everyone be on the same page. And also with that being said, don't be disappointed by people because people are going to disappoint you all the time. 
and it's not a personal thing. You can't take it personally, which is something I used to do. Um, but it's just more of like, you have to look at where people are at in life. And some people just, you know, they don't want to be in a band full time. And that's like their life. You know, some people just want to do it for fun and you have to accept that. And it's not a personal thing. And (laughs) moving on from that, uh, I think the most important things you can do is be persistent because it's all about timing. Everything about music is timing and you have to be ready for it. So you have to constantly keep working. Uh, For example, if Reflections would have asked me to be in the band even two years ago, I wouldn't have been able to do it because I wasn't a good enough guitar player. So it's like everything comes in the right timing, whether you think it is the right timing or not. You know what I mean? You just have to be open to the opportunities that present themselves, and you have to be willing to constantly work and just be open to the things that come your way. And like Jake said, don't be afraid to fail because (laughs) I can't tell you how many times I've failed. You know, like you go through 20, 30 people telling you no just to get one yes. And that one yes is completely worth it. And it might take forever. It might take years. But if you really want something and you're persistent and dedicated towards that goal, it will absolutely happen. And it doesn't matter. Like, I've had people tell me, like, oh, I can't do this because I you know, I live in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody out here who plays music. And it's, that's, it's just an excuse, you know, you can, especially with the, the tools we have at our disposal. Now you can like put out videos on the internet. You can really push yourself in ways that you couldn't like 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Can't do, you you can do that now that you couldn't before. And I guess my last point is, uh, you know, a lot of people think being in a band is uh, some sort of like luxury lifestyle, and it's not. It is very, very hard. Even when you get to like a bigger band level, it's it's very hard being on the road, and you have to learn how to take care of yourself. Like my early touring days, I would get blasted drunk and like every single night, and think that was cool. And then I would wonder, why am I getting sick? You know, (laughs) or like I would eat McDonald's every night and I'd be like, wow, why am I getting sick? You know, and it's like that on the road lifestyle is very, very difficult. And you have to really have those goals that I mentioned before that you need to have. Those goals will keep you going through the hard times, which there will definitely be no matter what level you're at. There's there's going to be hard times. And your goals will push you through that and make, you know, the good times, which there are plenty as well. There's a lot of good times. It'll make those a lot more valuable to you. Very well said, so both that's, of you. Um, that's, that's my gist, basically. Yeah, <laughs> all good points. I hope people are out there writing this stuff down because it's, it's pretty good points. Um, couple of, we got a couple questions left. Um, you guys both have solo things going on for yourselves, but what's coming up for the rest of the year for reflections um well we had one of the festivals in europe or in italy that we were going to do has now been rescheduled but we could potentially um i am really not sure um be 
making our first trip overseas this year to the UK for Tech Fest. Um, if that doesn't happen, then we do have our album release show coming up later this year, which is also going to be part of a tour that we're doing that hasn't been announced yet. But, um, you know, fingers crossed that we're still able to do that. Um, very excited to be out on the road and seeing people for the first time. And, you know, we haven't toured for four years easy. So it'll be really cool to do that again and really come out strong and ready like we've never have been before. Um, and then just writing, you know, we want to really stay ahead of everything. And we have some pretty cool plans for releasing new music that we think will be really new. Um, a cool way to start releasing music, especially for a metal band. So I'm excited about that as well. All right. You speak my interest. Um, any final words for fans out there listening? Anything you want to say to old-time fans that have been there since the first album, uh, new fans that you've acquired with the release of the new album? Uh, we'll start with Jake, and then we'll go to Logan. I guess to, like, old fans, you know, if anyone listens to this, and if they're ever, you know, if they ever miss certain things about our old music, like, I just want to let everyone know that. And I've, I've said this before online, but we will always try and write a different album so like if if something comes out from us and you're not huge on it it's like that's cool dude like this will be the one of its kind from our catalog you know so and that's just how we strive to keep things fresh and creative like i love all of the people that listen to music i feel extremely lucky that like every single person that i've met that has been at one of our shows or that i've talked to has always been just is seemingly a very genuine, cool person. So, um, thank, thank you guys for listening to the album. It's, it's so crazy to see how many people connect with Willow. And that means so much to me personally, um, just because of what went into that album. And I really can't wait to get out on the road and, and see people again. Cheers. Thank you. How about you, Logan? I, I want to say thank you up front. And I think, you know, any band that goes away for as long as reflection did, uh, I've, I've seen bands do that and try to come back and it just doesn't, doesn't happen. You know, like, especially in today's market, um, it's so easy for, you know, people to just find new music and, you know, forget about other bands. Um, and, you know, it, it's hard enough for a band to stay relevant, even in just their album cycle. So the fact that people like still cared after four or five years is, is like such a blessing. And honestly, those, those people are the best, you know, like you can't, you can't just find that anywhere. That's like very valuable. And it honestly is, is just very touching. It means a lot. And, I I super appreciate it, and I want any of the fans to know that, you know, I care about all of you, and if you ever need anything, just come up to me at a show, talk to me, reach out to me on social media. I'm always around, always down to talk, and thank you again. Sweet. Thank you guys so much for being on this episode of the uh, podcast, uh, Jake and Logan. I'll be talking to you here in a second off air, okay? 
Sounds good. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. No problem at all. That's uh, Jake and Logan from the band Reflections. They have a brand new album out called Willow. Uh, you got to check it out. It's really heavy, really well put together. Uh, they got other albums out as well. The Fantasy Effect, Exist, The Color Clear. Uh, but yeah, Reflections is back. Very happy I was able to interview these guys and talk to them. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this episode of the podcast. I uh, really appreciate it as always. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. Hopefully everything blows over and we can get, get back to uh, the live music world again. We'll see you guys next time. Okay.